Horizon, Salvaged Heroes, Chapter 13 Horizon continued outwards, away from the outer system, away from the resolution, away from captivity. She heard nothing else coming from the damaged starship. Whether that meant the rest of the crew was incapable of sending a message, or if they were just preoccupied with their wounded, she had no idea. And, she realized, she did not care. Makrat was dead, left might as well be, and Princeps and his secretary had caused them nothing but trouble since they'd met on that fateful day on Scotty Station. She wondered how long Lyft had been reduced to that state. When had Princeps decided he didn't need the big ox's brain? Horizon considered herself fortunate that the so-called commander had deemed her piloting expertise useful enough to keep intact. But sorry that Metrat had not lived longer than his own usefulness. Had he resisted openly, she wondered? Or was his small body simply not considered useful enough to keep in a decerebrated state? After a day of near-continuous burn, Horizon considered her options. Word spread among the Belcher communities fast. People wouldn't know about the strange starship throughout the outer system. Lodi was right out. Princeps' clan was based there. She did not think she was ready to visit Yort again, just yet. That left Cert. Yes, she considered. The gas giant with its many moons and asteroids would be the ideal place to disappear. There were plenty of job opportunities for an experienced scrapper with the complicated orbits, and its moon was terraformed, if barely and it was right between the inner and outer system. Stoughton would be five AUs away from the planet at the closest. Horizon set course for CERT. She did some quick calculations by hand, ignoring her shadow's offered assistance. She wanted to forget the whole past month and everything that had happened. 2,173 hours with the fuel she had. Ed elicited a sigh. Flying around with gravity drive had spoiled her. At least she'd have time to think. She spent the rest of the first day sleeping. She had no more energy for anything else. When she woke, the loneliness began to set in. There was nobody else for light minutes to go in every direction. Of the last five people to enter this ship, she could very well be the only one left alive. She wandered around the ship, taking in everything the others had left behind. The photos of Lyft's herd pasted to the galley walls, the dents from that time Mitrat's new compressor spun out of control. Princeps. Horizon paused as she passed by the passenger cabins their investor Coombe Commander had appropriated for the first trip. It was locked, but those locks were no barrier to her. She and Metrat had installed them, after all. All she had to do was press her fingertips to the scanner and say, Crew override, and the door slid open. 
She scanned the room carefully. It was hard to believe the place had been lived in. The oligarch had neatly made the bed up so that it looked pristine. There were no clothes or personal affects strewn about. Tanya's first thought was that Princeps had moved everything to the resolution, but knowing him, she did not want to take any chances that he might have left something nasty behind. First, she checked the closet. It had been cleared of all the articles of clothing she'd seen the wolf wearing on the feud times he'd left his room during that trip to the wreck. With a shrug, she looked in the fold-out desk and its associated drawers. The network terminal built into the desk looked intact and dusty. While the basic tablet they included for reading books and the light was clipped into its charger, Tanya felt around the edges of the tablet. It stuck out from the holder slightly, but that wasn't particularly unusual for such a cheap device. Still, it was a little annoying, and she pumped it out to try and reorient it more securely. She raised an eyebrow. She did not remember stashing a data card under the passenger cabin tablets. She picked it up gingerly between two claws. It didn't look like anything she remembered buying. Worry that it could contain a virus, she started up the tablet, deactivated the wireless antennas, and slotted the card in. A second after the card was inserted, a message popped up on the screen. Connected. 1,206 bytes remaining. Tanya checked to make sure the wireless was deactivated on the tablet, and the message remained there. Then she slapped herself as she realized what it meant. The card was not a data card at all. It was a cubit reservoir. That tiny little wafer contained over 9,000 little particles that were entangled with matched particles somewhere else in the universe. She could send a message to whatever held the paired particles, and it would receive the message instantly. But every character of that message would break the quantum link between eight pairs of particles. It was like the detonator Metrat had attached to the black hole bomb, but far larger. Tanya considered the possibility that Metrat had left it, much like he'd likely left that strange orb, but she quickly realized that it was more likely to belong to Princeps, or more accurately, his house. She popped the card back out and decided that it could be used as evidence that she was connected to his disappearance. So she stuck it in her pocket and scoured the room for any other signs that the oligarchic wolf had ever been there. On finding nothing else but some dust, she moved into I's room. The raven had kept her cabin equally spartan, but Horizon found a small device plugged into the wall socket. It looked like a plug, but with no wires leading out. Wireless power? Without a second thought, she yanked it out as well. Upon removing the small article, she set a cleaning drone to vacuum up any remaining traces of either passenger and examined the devices. The hard shell of I's device had no seams or fasteners, so she took a small saw from McGrath's workshop. Even with her enhanced strength, it took several minutes for the hard plastic shell to yield. Inside, she found several three-dimensional circuit boards and a small antenna.
Not likely a power supply then, but a small wireless computer. She stared at the broken device in realization. Was it a hacking module? Had they been hijacking the dustbin systems this whole time? And then there was the QCOM module. What was on the other end of that thing? They were too dangerous to remain on board. Quickly, she swept the pieces of the plug and the QCOM card into a bed and ran to the airlock. Horizon did not pause to don a spacesuit. Her new mods ensured that she wouldn't need one. And as soon as the outer door cycled open, she checked the bed out into the void with all her strength. As the bed of electronics dwindled into a minute prick of light, she slumped against the inner door and let out an airless sigh of relief. Horizon slapped the button to close the outer doors and felt the air flow back into the small chamber. When the drones were done cleaning, she ejected their dust bags and out the airlock as well. She finally ate something after that. A couple of preserved ration bars from the ship's store. The second day of her flight, she ate another ration bar for breakfast and started sorting through Metrat and Lyft's stuff. She retrieved a few collapsing crates from the cargo hold and set them up in the corridor between their cabins. They didn't have that many clothes, and a majority of them were worn with burst seams. But when she picked up a pair of Metrat's overalls, she found herself overwhelmed with memories of interrupting him during his maintenance work. Grimy lubricants spraying all over the opossum's fur. She was never again going to experience that with him. She was alone, all alone. She didn't want to file away her dead comrade stuff. She didn't want to be alone with her thoughts. She just wanted to move on. If only she had a hibernation rig. Spacer mods included the ability to enter a torpor for extended periods, but it was risky without a source of external water and oxygen. Though she considered she didn't have conventional spacer mods. Horizon searched her implants database for her new tolerances. Under her leukosynth settings, she found an interesting option, stasis. When she looked for more information and explained, suspend life's functions for a set period or until external stimulus triggers waiting. Activates automatically when life signs indicate critical condition. Tanya's mental eye focused on the second sentence. Was it possible that Metrat only looked dead? It didn't matter. She didn't have the re- resources to mount a rescue yet. He would have to wait, at least until she confirmed that everyone was still alive there. She put everything back. It wouldn't do to let things drift around when the burn ended and she set the dustbin's computers to pin her implant with an alert if they came too close to any significant masses or received a message from traffic control. Then Tanya secured herself in her hammock and opened the stasis functions control panel. First she set a timer to wait her six hours before she estimated the ship would enter certain space. Second, she set her implant to wait her if the ship pinged her with an alert. 
That handled, Horizon started the countdown sequence. Five, four, three, two. Wait, would she be able to react in time if an emergency happened? One. Alert! Approaching high-gravity body! Tanya blinked in surprise. Since when was she anywhere near any planetary bodies? Alert! Transmission from Cert Traffic Control. Confused, Horizon checked the date on her internal clock. It had been 40 days since she went into stasis. 40 days. Past like a second. But still not enough time to reach Cert. What was going on? Horizon listened to the transmission. Unidentified ship, please adjust your vector. You are on a collision course with CERT. At your speed, the impact will cause massive damage to the surrounding space. Reflexively, Tanya responded. CERT Control, this is Pilot Lothair of the Dustbin, moving to comply. I was in hibernation. She tore her way out of the uh, hammock and floated towards the hallway. Realizing that the dustbin should be under thrust at this time, she grabbed at the doorframe and flung herself toward the, the cockpit. This close to the destination, they had to decelerate. The autopilot should have triggered it automatically. She slammed into the back of her pilot's chair and barely noticed the pain of impact as she swung around behind the controls. In seconds, the display pulled up the ship's velocity and she gasped in horror. As Tanya tried to manually trigger the deceleration sequence, she called traffic control again. Thus been to search control. Autopilot failed to initiate deceleration. Attempting manual override. Give me a vector. Understood. Thus been transmitting vector. The vector appeared on the monitor in front of her seconds later. Tanya reached behind her for the cable that would plug into her neck. Once the neural feedback loaded, she studied the vector given by traffic control and began making calculations. The vector they wanted her to follow would bring her past CERT, but as she calculated the burns she'd require to redirect her little ship, she realized she wouldn't make it. She'd still crash into the gas giant. Tanya disconnected from the link to reply, CERT control, that's not going to be possible with my hardware. Can you give me an alternative? There was a long pause before the reply came. Longer even than light speed delayed could account for it. Dustbin, we're sorry, but it looks like our only option is to detonate your craft before impact. Please decelerate at maximum burn. Detonate? No, that couldn't be possible. She'd gone too far for it to end like this. Horizon plugged back in to evaluate her options. A conversion drive was capable of 30 Gs of acceleration, but even if that could halt her, she wouldn't survive that much gravity long enough. Anything more than that, and the reactor would overload. Then traffic control wouldn't need to nuke her. But maybe that could work to her advantage. Horizon spun the ship around to point her rocket nozzles directly at the gas giant and unjacked again. She raised one arm to the controls for burn, and the other reached for a covered button at the base of her seat. As she reached down, her hand brushed against the orb in her pocket, and she considered what to do with it. 
She turned to be sure that what state she'd be in when they retrieved her. If they retrieved her. How could she ensure it stayed in her possession? With seconds to go before she needed to trigger the burn, Horizon opened her mouth as wide as it would go and forced the strange sphere in. She gagged as she punched the burn sequence and flipped open the covered button. The sudden onset of intense gravity forced the orb down to her stomach, wearing her throat raw. As she was pressed into cushions that felt all too thin now, she felt the tingling of her leucosynths trying to repair the damage as quickly as it accumulated. Reactor containment failure in 30 seconds, the console intoned mechanically. Using her neural interface, Horizon transmitted her plan to traffic control. Her voice bots had been almost flattened. Dustbin, the response came quickly. You do understand that even if you don't get vaporized by the blast, we'll be scraping paste out of your pod? You might be surprised, was her only response. Reactor failure in ten seconds, the console stated. Horizon reached one heavy, flattened finger towards the button and depressed it. An explosion rocked the cockpit, pushing it the slightest bit against the thrust-stimulated gravity. And then it shot forward, away from the gas giant. Behind the detached capsule, the remainder of the dustbin detonated in a burst of radiation. And then Horizon, Tanya Lothair, knew no more. The Para-Imperium universe is copyright Joel Kreisman. For more about the Para-Imperium setting, please check out paraimperium.wordpress.com. If you'd like to contribute to keeping this thing going and get stories and podcasts before anyone else, consider becoming a patron at patreon.com slash Horizon Salvaged Heroes is now available for sale in ebook format on Amazon Kindle, Drive Through Fiction, and Smashwords, along with Tales of the Paraimperium. Go check it out if you don't mind.